0: This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. This is the last and final episode of 2021, and it's been a long, fun journey. We started this podcast all the way back in August. I'm looking at it, the very first episode, besides the trailer, which was the uh, Why Your Church Needs a Google My Business page. We dropped that back in August 17th. And so we've been hanging out with each other for about five months now. And along the way, we have seen some new friends come up. I've made some new connections. I've had some great phone calls, some great texts, and I've had two reviews left so far. And so far, while we have been recording, we've had this podcast downloaded 331 times across those various episodes that we have done. So for those of you guys who are listening, which would be you, because you are the one listening, I just want to say thank you. You know, when I first started this podcast, I had no idea who was going to listen or who I was going to get connected with, or or let's just be honest... Can this thing actually stand the test of time? Is there enough content to talk about? And so far, the answer has overwhelmingly been yes. So if you are new to the podcast or you have been here since the very beginning or you found yourself jumping in somewhere in the middle, I just want to say seriously from the bottom of my heart, thank you for joining me on this podcast. I have no new reviews to read and some of you guys might be asking, Mark, how do I leave you a review? And that is a good question. So check this out. You can only leave a review for this podcast on Apple Podcasts, not Spotify, not Google, not Pandora, which, you know, kind of stinks, just to be completely honest with you. But if you want to engage in the conversation, even though you can't leave a review, you can go to the website, smallchurch.media, smallchurch.media. go to the episode page and leave a comment on that specific episode there, or you can reach out to me over at tmarkhyde.com is pretty much where I'm at everywhere else, or Mark Hyde Creative over on Facebook. But let's jump into this conversation. If you've been anywhere at all in the church world in the last, I would say about three years, church apps have been being pushed by companies very hard. And even more lately, more and more companies are starting to push churches towards the direction that they need an app for their church. And so I wanted to ask the question today, which is a question my church even asked we started asking this question about two, I would say 4 years ago does my church need an app and since the invention of the iPhone and the App Store back in 2008 people have started using their phones to do more than just you know make a phone call or text somebody or hey you get a BlackBerry cuz you were super cool back in the day or check your email or do your calendar but now there are millions of apps literally millions of apps where people are able to connect, share photos, play games, do research, order food, um, literally order a taxi, and so many other things. But apps are literally ruling the world. In fact, I wanted to pull up the stats real quick and just see how many apps there are. And I'll be honest with you, this number shocked me because Google Play is actually the largest app store compared to all of them whether there's like Google there's Apple there's Microsoft and a few other little little you know straggly ones but Google Play is actually the biggest app store with 3,482,452 individual apps in that app store and that number is still growing Apple had 2,226,823 Apps. Now, I know Apple and not so much Google. Apple has been doing this thing where you have to have an original app to have an app in their app store. And I know a lot of church companies, what they would do is they would use their exact same software for churches and just slap a new logo on it and boop, there's an app. And you can't do that anymore because Apple wants you to have individual apps in their app store. But either way, when you see almost 3.5 million apps and then over 2.2 million apps between these two collective stores, you put those things together, there are literally millions of apps and we can say that apps rule the world. And then here's another question, all right? So how much time do people actually spend on their phones? It's another fun question. COVID kind of changed some things because there's actually stats out there that say that some people had up to 17 hours of screen time. And this is between, you know, TV and Netflix and your phone and your iPad and all that kind of stuff during COVID because it was locked down. But the average adult, they say, spends anywhere from three to four hours of time on their phone. Phone, which then gets some people asking the question of, okay, so should our church then get an app? If people are on their phones and they are using apps, Shouldn't our church have one? Because if we want to reach people and we want to connect with our own people, maybe we should get an app and and our church people can put it on their phones and they can access our stuff and our information at any time they want. And you know this already, but there's so many perks to having apps, specifically apps for your church. The biggest one, and this is probably what most people and most companies actually advertise, is you can have push notifications when you want to communicate with your church. Members and just like Facebook or your email or text message, let's say you have an event coming up and you want to notify people of it. You want people to sign up for this event or your special Christmas Eve service. You want to tell people about this event. Your pastor just dropped a new blog post. You want to tell people about that specific post. Apps let you notify people instantly that something new has come. Just like, again, Target, Amazon, Netflix, shoot, even Walgreens, all these apps have push notifications so way you can communicate directly with the people using your app. And you can do that with your church people. You can instantly notify them. But there's also a lot of other perks of having an app for your church, such as there's a way people can give online. There's a way for people to access sermon and specifically sermon notes on the go and pull them up later. There's a way for people to access your church calendar so people will always know what's going on. It's a way for you as a church to post blog posts so people can read them and be encouraged by them. And also it's a way for people to sign up for events or sign up for a specific, like a missions trip or for the teenagers. Maybe you're going on a work trip whatever event you have going on. It's an easy, easy way for you, again, to notify people and then for people to sign up right there on the spot. And they can do it from the comfort of their own home. And so when you see a lot of these agencies, they'll say, hey, get a website with us. We'll also pay a little bit more. We'll get you your own church app where people can get all these different things and the videos and the audios and the push notifications and give online and all these super cool things. But here's the problem with church apps your people will not use your church's app. People won't use it. In fact, there's probably three primary apps that people use on their phone and they get all their information from there. And we'll get to that in just a second. But the problem is, is people won't use your apps because they are going to turn off the notifications or they will ignore it. People maybe will go there to give one time, but let's be honest, you want people to set up recurring giving, not just give one time. If they miss a week of service, they love you as their pastor, but <laughs> they probably won't listen to that sermon to catch back up. Honestly, people don't care about your church calendar unless it is all a part of their own personal life or they are personally invited to that event or, hey, let's just be honest, they're really excited about That event. And here's the deal. You know this better than anybody. People don't sign up for your events while they're at your church. So why on earth or how would they remember to sign up for it on their own time? People, even though apps are good, people, I can guarantee will not use your app. And here's a fun fact, and we already alluded to this already, but I want to dive into this a little deeper. Most people actually only have a handful of apps on their phone that they use. And they normally revolve around these three things. No, the first one is just internet searches in general. You know, you got Google Chrome, you got Safari. I'd even put Pinterest in this category because my wife uses Pinterest. She doesn't use Google. I use Google, she used Pinterest. And then even like Amazon, you're trying to find something specific. So you're searching the internet for something. Another way that people use their apps is to connect with friends. You know, you got texting, you got Facebook, you got Instagram, you got messaging platforms all across the board. You can even throw Snapchat and TikTok into these, the WhatsApp, but either way, people are looking for things online using the internet searches. And then they also want to just connect with their friends. And then the third one is... (laughs) Honestly, probably why most of us have phones in the first place—that are smartphones—and it's a cure just for boredom. You know, you get the photo app that you can scroll through. We all have games on our phone that we do while we're bored. There's also TikTok and Instagram Reels, where in Facebook, when we're bored, we just want to scroll and that's it. Okay, okay, I would throw email. A lot of people use email because I use that too. I'll put that in with connection. But but either way, most people really only use apps that revolve around internet searches, connecting with friends, and care for boredom. And a lot of studies shows that most people really only use three apps outside of the standard phone protocol, outside of email, texting, and phone calls. Most people only really use three apps outside of that. And for me included, I'm probably that way. I'm looking at my phone right now, and outside of the basic, again, call I would, I would say outside of internet search, call, text, and email, I probably only really use Facebook and Instagram and Amazon and, and Spotify as well. But either way, so many people use apps to do so many different things, and that's where the big companies sell you on, is people use apps, so your church needs an app. But at the end of the day, people are not going to use your church app. They want to look for things online. They want to connect with friends or care for boredom, or there's a very specific task that they want to do and they need an app to do it, such as they're banking, calling an Uber or a Lyft, they're at Mickey D's or they're at Starbucks and they want to get those rewards. But at the end of the day, if you decide to get a church app, I can guarantee you that people, yes, they may download it, but honestly, they're probably never going to touch it. Or for the couple people that are going to touch it, it's not worth your time or your effort. And if people are also just looking for a church to go to, they're not going to look you up in the app store. They're going to Google you. So here's the question. Does your church need an app? Emphatically, no. Your church does not need a church app. In fact, I think your church, at least right now, should never get an app. Now, there are there's always exceptions to the rules. You know, you got the big mega churches. Sure, fine, go for it. You pay a lot of money for these massive sermon libraries and they give you a free app out of it. Cool, go for it. But for us as small churches, does your church ever need an app? No, you never, ever, ever need an app because it's going to waste your time, it's going to waste your efforts, it's going to waste your resources, and you don't need to do that. So, what should you do instead? Instead of putting your time, your effort, and your money into a church app, rather, I think if you ask three questions, it will answer the three things that you should do instead of an app. And the first question is, is what apps are people already using? People have their favorite apps. They're already using them. You need to be on those platforms that people are already using. And what apps are those? Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, texting, email. And hey, throw a phone call in there too. What apps are people in your church already using? The second question is, is how are people going to find your church? And the answer is very, very, very simple. Google search. And my question is, is is your church ready to be found online? Third question that you got to ask is, where will people go if they want to know something about your church? I'm talking your own church people or visitors. If someone wants to know something in your church, like, hey, what do we believe about this? What events do we have going on? What's going on for the student ministry right now? If people have questions they want to know answers to, they're either A, going to email you, but B, they're going to go to your website. So rather than waste your time and money on an app, here's what I think you should be doing instead. Number one is focus on your social media presence because people are already there. On top of that, I would also say focus on how to email and text your church well. Number two, Focus on your Google search resort results and your Google My Business page. If you need a reference for Google My Business, hit back to episode one, it's a goodie. And number three, you should focus on getting your website in order. Rather than getting an app for your church, start here with these three things. And if you do, you're gonna save time and money, reach more people, and let's be honest, it's one less thing for you to worry about. So simple question with a simple answer. Should your church get an app? Answer is no. Focus on your social media presence, focus on your Google search results, and focus on getting your website in order. Now, I know this is the last episode of 2021, and going into 2022, I'm working on some, some, for lack of a better word, services to help small churches honestly do really well in all three of these areas. So I can't give much more information than that, except for the fact of if you want help in any of these areas, feel free to reach out to me. This all stuff is free. The the podcast is free. To be honest with you, I'm not trying to do this just to get your money, but I want to help you as a small church succeed in doing what you can do to help encourage your own people and also reach new people. So if you have any questions about next steps that you should take, seriously, just email me, hello at markhyde.com feel free to, to message me on any platform, set up a phone call. We can text back and forth. I've already done that with some of you guys, and I would love to do it with more as well. But at the end of the day, should your church get an app? No, just <laughs> seriously don't. Just ignore the emails. Don't don't get an app. Well, guys, it's the end of 2021. If you are listening to this in 2022, um, welcome, even though... Uh, I I was trying to make a back to the future reference and it just left my mind because it's really not that funny. It doesn't work. But either way, guys, if you are listening to this in 2021, I hope you guys had a great Christmas season. I hope you have a happy new year. I hope your January sermon series or February sermon series, like we've talked about before, is ready to go. And I'm going to see you guys in the new year, 2022. So until then, guys, take it easy and have a happy new year. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.